Hello and welcome to Kingdom Quest episode 326. I'm your host, Wheels of Legacy, and with me as always. Uh suffering? I'm just, I don't have clever things. I'm tired. I'm David Bernie Family Master. <laughs> Sounds like you got strashed. That's terrible. I'll, I'll see myself. Yeah, I don't even that. think that means anything. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is going to be a relatively brief episode. In fact, I already forgot to start my timer. Yeah, I got that started right now. Yes. But yeah, it's, it's going to be brief because I'm dying. Portal. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you sound, you sound like I felt on Monday, which was like yeah, yeah, which yeah. is funny because I got I got my booster Sunday morning, and by Sunday night yeah. it's just like oh I'm sleepy. This is going to be like the fir very first shot I got, and then yeah, no. Farmer yeah. By the time I went to sleep, I was like, oh god, I'm, this should be fine, I'm barely feeling anything. On Dermline... uh, yeah. Should we talk about Phil Spencer's analysis of AAA publishers and his leaked email? Nah. We can, we can do a yeah. fairly quick one, it's not yeah. that surprising. Yeah, uh, there's a very important news item that I want to talk about first. There's a bunch of them, which ones? Yeah. Uh, Legend of Legacy <laughs> is coming of back. Course. Yeah, Legend of Legacy HD. I assumed that they wouldn't go back for it since they just jumped to Alliance Live. But... Yeah, uh, apparently uh, someone wants to do it. I mean, I'm all. Listen, I'm going to buy what? They want... the shit out of that. So, In fact, I already pre ordered it. So, Of course you did. That. <laughs> uh, but I, I absolutely love that game. I liked it more than Alliance Alive to some extent. Uh, so I'm excited to be able to replay it on Switch. It's also coming to PS4 and PS5. Um, I feel like it's a lot of, at least in the RP Gamer community, there's a lot of dislike for Alliance Alive. So I th feel like a lot of you out there are not going to want to play this. And, you know... But Does I mean Legend of Legacy, or no? Well, oh, like, people, people that... don't like Alliance Live either. Weird. S some people, yeah. Weird. Uh, but if you're not one of those people, these games are great, and you should check them out. They're uh, Legend of Legacy, Alliance Live, and Trinity Trigger. It's uh, I think it's mostly like X Square Enix people. That would make sense. Um, making. A trio of games um, kind of modeled after some classic Square Enix series with some modern niceties. So uh, I highly recommend all of them. None of them are that expensive. Like even Legend of Legacy on 3DS. I looked on Amazon the other day. You can get the day one edition for $40 on Amazon. A completely unscalable limited edition. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, check those out. They're good. Yeah, good old I mean, school RPGs. If you want. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, yeah, that was the good news. And uh, <laughs> I was a little worried after Trinity Trigger uh, ended up on. Uh, ended up with Xseed, so that's like the third publisher for games from these developers now. So it just seemed like uh, maybe they'd given up 
on these sort of games, but I guess not. So I don't know. Don't know. But right now you can get the day one edition of Trinity Trigger for forty bucks. Yeah. Yep. On Amazon. That's, yep. It's a good game. Pretty good game to don't like don't go into these games expecting like the world and you're gonna have a good time. Like I I feel like a lot of people went into Trinity Trigger expecting like um the rebirth of Secret of Mana or something. It's like no. I think most people also probably remember Secret of Mana being a better game than it is. Yeah, it's it's not. Secret of Mana is a janky mess. I love it. I can still go back and replay it. I do not blame anyone for go for picking up and not liking it. It's weird. So. They're all very good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is there for news? Well, uh, the first one, one of the ones that I'm generally fine with, is that uh, Jim Ryan stepping down as head of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, motherfuckers in empty suit, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Whoever replaces him will probably also be an empty suit. Um, in general, uh, his lasting legacy in my brain will be uh, shuttering Japan Studio. So, uh, oh, I didn't know riddance. that happened. Yeah, Japan Studio got shuttered about four years back, I want to say. Oh. Uh, well, and they helped out with Bloodborne. Yeah. They were development assistants on a bazillion things. That was one of their yeah. big things. Is that they helped a lot of Japanese developers who maybe didn't have the manpower for HD games, uh, you know, produce things. And in exchange, Sony got a lot of things on their platform. And then, you know, they just uh, blew them up for no reason. A lot of the people who worked at Japan Studio ended up working at places like Monolith Soft now. But, oh, good. Yeah, so a lot of people who worked on Bloodborne ended up doing development work on things like Xenoblade 3. Real weird. Um, oh my god, but, that question, Firemaner. Jesus Christ. Oh god, what am I about to say? What kind of what mana fan loves Dawn of Mana? The answer is no one loves Dawn of Mana. Yeah, nobody loves Mill House. <laughs> um, but yeah, nobody like, likes I, House. I, I have... Uh, I, I know, like, a, uh, I know some true, like, next level, like, mana fans, like, the kind of person who just has, like, nearly every soundtrack that was ever produced for any of them has played all of the games, even the ones they hate. They have nothing good to say about Dawn of Mana. I don't think there's a Mana fan that, fan that actually likes Dawn of Mana. I think no. to like Dawn of Mana, you kind of have to not already like Mana. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I certainly have never met anyone who actually likes Dawn of Mana. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Jim, Jim Ryan stepping down. He won't actually have uh, properly exited until March of next year because anytime you're replacing someone who's like the top executive, you need to do like a six month dog and pony show uh, to uh, replace them with another guy who uh, looks at numbers and then says fire 500 people. Sorry, I might be thinking of something else as well today, so. <laughs> uh, 
So Epic laid off like 16% of its staff. Um, what? You didn't catch that? No. Yeah, no, they're selling off Bandcamp. They laid off like 16% of their staff. It's like 900 people. It sucks. Uh, At like Epic Games? Yes, Epic like Games, the, the people who make the engine. The, like the company that prints money is laying yeah, off so, people? So here's the two, the two things that play here. One, they got a shit ton of investments from, from other people who are going to want to see numbers go up in response to those investments. <sighs> two, uh, they're like Fortnite revenue is stagnant as opposed to Fortnite creator revenue, which they get less money off of. Uh, and because of the way that Unreal Engine as an engine is structured, uh, that doesn't actually bring in that much money. Uh, so uh, they're they're doing like the like bloodletting uh, that capitalism demands. Um, Gross. It it sucks. Um, my heart goes out to a bunch of people who just lost their jobs. The one like silver lining here is the they get like six months of severance, so that seems they've at least got time to find a. That seems insufficient. It's insufficient, but it's at least enough time to find a new job. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks looking for jobs, and like I'm sure that there will be some people who are very talented who get left by the wayside, and like for whom that six months of severance will not be enough, and I that feels awful to even say. Uh, but yeah, so that happened today. Uh, in addition, Sega laid off a bunch of people at Creative Assembly. Uh, which Fire Miner was gesturing at. Uh, they cancelled some live service game you've never heard of called Hyenas. Uh, which probably had something to do with it. As well as some other unannounced projects. Although I'm not sure if those were Sega or uh, Creative Assembly projects. Probably Sega as a whole. I don't think that Creative Assembly is really large enough to sustain as many projects as are apparently being uh, cancelled. So... Yeah, so it's been it's been kind of a week. It's been it's been kind of a rough one, uh, especially just today. Like today was just like there there must have been oh this there must be a quarter ending. That's why big bloodletting to please the shareholders during a quarter uh, during a quarterly. But yeah, they're also they're selling Bandcamp. Epic had bought that for reasons I was never clear on. Uh, it's being sold to a company that's likely to do horrible things to it, which is a shame. Uh, if you don't know, if you don't buy a lot of indie music, that might not mean much, but uh, Bandcamp is where you can actually pay people who make music to give you music instead of uh, paying money to a, a big licensing company that then gives them maybe like a tenth of a penny. I didn't even realize they owned that. Yeah, they bought it a few years back, and it was never quite clear why they'd done it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I buy stuff off of Bandcamp occasionally. It's a good place, and I hope... I, I don't suspect that its new steward will be good, but I'd like to be surprised. Uh, let's see. What's I watched a friend stream Don Amana once, and he seemed to enjoy it. I don't think he finished it, though. Yeah, that's fair. Um...
Fire Miner says to watch Castlevania Nocturne because apparently it's great. I've actually heard remarkably positive things, uh, even more so than the original Castlevania cartoon, so I, I might give it a look eventually. But watch all the other ones. I'm busy watching things that are much stupider for much, uh, but which fill my soul with joy. So I'm still watching a lot of Beavis and Butthead. So never. Uh, what were you saying, Joe? No, I'm just uh, just did some research on Creative Assembly, and so they're mostly known for the Total the, War. Yeah, they're games. the Total War people. But they also made Alien Isolation and Halo Wars too. Yeah, they're very they're a very talented studio. So why? I didn't know that Sega owned them though. Oh yeah, they've owned them because Alien time. Isolation was WB and Halo Wars Two was Microsoft. Yeah, they they still do some contract work. They've been owned by Sega for quite a long time because Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed on the PC has a fucking like Rome Total War man in it because of that. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it's it's one of those things like the the reason they're getting killed or the reason they're laying off a bunch of people is that they killed a live service game called Hyenas that like I said you've never heard of. Uh, what even was it? I don't know. I've never heard of it either until today. Which is probably so play, part of why it's being shut down. Do so you get to play as a hyena and this, like this laugh at people a, like something and in eat the their bodies? This was something that was out? Let's see. Uh, Cancelled some unannounced titles in development and creative assemblies. First person shooter hyenas. First person uh, shooter? Okay. Yeah. Weird. Okay. It, uh, it doesn't look like Hyenas was properly out. It might have been baited at some stage. It's hard for me to tell. Uh, but yeah, so they... Yeah, it was some sort of heist shooter uh, that they announced last year. Okay, yeah, it was in closed betas a few times, and then they, they killed it. Um... But yeah, the cancellation of that project, probably at least in part due to like them looking at the prospect of holding the bag for another failed live service game. Uh, but realistically, Creative Assembly was probably at least in part pressured to make a live service game. So, mm. hmm. okay. uh, oh well. The uh, the execs sow the storm, and the developers reap the whirlwind. Uh, fuck you, Zex. Fuck Wall Street, etc. Yeah, so that's uh, that's where we're where we're at for news. Oh, well, speaking of fucking execs, the oh, God. the video game uh, voice actors. Oh yeah. Um, voted to they authorized a, yes they strike. Voted to authorize a strike if needed. Uh, there's still yeah. negotiations at this juncture. Yeah, negotiations haven't broken down between SAG-AFTRA and the people representing the industry. It's just one of those situations where if you are authorized to just go on strike afterwards, if people are, if they're trying to play hardball, it gives you a lot more to negotiate with. So, hopefully, uh, Hopefully the execs in charge of this have been paying attention to the one uh, to the woohoo uh, WGA strike that just uh, won basically most of the things that it was asking yes, for. Congrats to the writers. Yep. 
the uh, AMTP uh, PTP having given its quote unquote final offer in like May. <laughs> uh, some real horseshit. Um, Strikes work. Don't yeah. put up with corporate bullshit. Seriously. But yeah, so uh, get wrecked AMPTP. Uh, hopefully they have to. Hopefully the negotiations with SAG-AFTRA also bear fruit shortly. Uh, let's see. Let's see. And yeah, Firemaner brings up the only people working in video games that I know are doing well are programmers. The type there are only a handful of people. I mean, even they're like almost always being drastically underpaid compared to anything else they could be doing with that uh, talent. Yeah. Uh, it's just the video game like people working on video games are working on video games because they want to work on video games same mm -hmm. reason that talented people get exploited in comics unless they came from some other uh more lucrative industry um but yeah like in general programmers are treated better not not great but like you treat them better so that they aren't tempted to unionize so uh don't stand for it um but yeah uh yeah, but yeah, uh, in conclusion, get fucked AMPTP. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, that's, that's the big news of the week. Uh, congrats to the WGA again. Um, and of course, uh, big support to SAG AFTRA on both the ongoing strike and potential strike, uh, as well as uh, the UAW. A lot of strikes recently, it's been good. Um, but yeah, so what else we got? What else we got? Yeah, I think that I think that covers the news. So do we want to go into uh, what we've been playing? We also I think this should be the first of your hopefully weekly status reports. Yes, <laughs> I understand. Uh, I, yes, I have returned to the adventures of Dragon Quest Eleven. Finally, The Rock has because come back to Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> I have been watching... Well, I'll start with this. I've been taking a brief break from One Piece to finally finish watching Dragon Ball Super. So that your son can no longer bully you. Yes, including the <laughs> 10 bajillion episodes that cover the turn of power, which is supposed to a be very 48 long minutes long, and is like four hours worth of episodes or more. Do you want me to tell you how many episodes the Frieza fight is? I know it's a lot. And this is probably a lot better than that because it's like a gajillion different fights. That's why I haven't like noped out of her or anything because it's really mm. enjoyable because it's like, here are these characters fighting and then next episode, these characters fighting and et cetera and on and on and on. Uh, even so though, I'm, I think I've down to like 10 episodes left in Super, so... Uh, be mm -hmm. done with that shortly, and then at that point, I'm gonna pick up the manga okay. and start reading that. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. But because I've been watching lots of that and playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, I have like Toriyama art in my brain, so in your soul. naturally that led to hey, let's play some Dragon Quest. Uh, so I picked up picked Dragon Quest Eleven back up. Um, where I had left off after the big 
event that splinters your party. Yep. Uh, and the main character again end up back at his hometown, and now we're off to reclaim the castle. So that's where I am now. That is my report. Did you meet up with the dude, the guy? I, I did. So it's pretty fun. It's a good addition to the party. Yeah, <laughs> I can't control him yet, but he seems like he'll be cool. Uh, let's see. Um, Legend of Heroes. Um, still trying to catch the dragon. That I, I got a little. I'm going to recover, but I got a little demoralized realizing I had miscounted the number of chapters in the game and had a lot <laughs> more left. Oh, that's fine. Clever <laughs> Falcom. Yeah. Uh, says, Imagine watching Dragon Ball Z like the old days and have to wait a week for another round of shouting and bystanders commenting. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even watch it like that. Like, I just had to kind of catch episodes randomly, and which meant I rewatched the early parts of the show a bunch of times because they would like yeah. play it before and they had new episodes. So, I mean, did I watch the entirety of the original series? Honestly, I have no idea, but I remember like looking, reading over the arcs and like catching clips. I remember almost all of it, except maybe like the, the Majin Buu arc. I don't think I actually watched that one. That one's super long and it, it really gets long in the tooth later on. Yeah. Um, uh, has anyone tried Toriyama's new game? Are you talking about is the Sandland game? Is that that's not out yet. That's not out unless there's some other. I think there's something else, but I'm not certain what he's referring to. But yeah, I remember. I remember being very upset because our TV package only got the Eastern feed of Cartoon Network, oh, God. which meant that Dragon Ball Z only played, uh, like the new episode of Dragon Ball Z every day was before I got out of school. Oh, no. <laughs> so I could not watch it with any degree of consistency. Uh, suffering. Yeah. I ended up with a lot of Dragon Ball Z taped because it was the only way I could consistently see it. Yeah. I think I watched, <laughs> like, random bits of Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, at times. Just to, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Same. Just... It's got a different tone to it. Yeah. I like it, but it's it's very different. Yes. If you if you when I remember being consternated by it when I first saw it because I was like, this isn't like Dragon Ball Z at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, you did mean Sandland. Yeah, it's not out yet. Yeah, I don't think we know that much about it other than that initial trailer. Yeah, although I'd imagine it's not too far from release, just because like you don't have a huge hype built up for Sandland. <laughs> uh, I'll be. What's that? Um, how is S trash different from regular trash? Uh, one's <laughs> infinite. <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh yeah, I was just gonna say before we move on, uh, we're gonna try to have Wheels give like a progress report on DQ11 trails or God willing both. Uh, it will be both, even if the up. update is. I didn't play that one this week. Yeah, we kind of we kind of want to keep them honest, keep them honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I imagine Dragon Quest is probably going to pick up soon because I, I imagine I'm going to start getting party members back. And yeah, point. once once you get once you get Hendrik, things sort of 
pick up speed. Uh, just, you know, uh, and you get kind of into the game's second act of uh, three. Yeah. Um, also uh, played a little bit of Naita, which is it's great. That's very good. Yeah. Don't skip it. Uh, and as you've seen on stream, you started to play in finished Infinity Strash Dragon Quest, the the Adventures of Die. I really feel like they should have changed its name for the English. Probably yes. Don't like Infinity Strash is one of those names that people are just like. People don't even ask about it further in among English speakers because it's just like, oh, that sounds really stupid. <laughs> uh, I feel like, based on some of the reviews I've read, people went into this game thinking it was a different thing. Yeah. If you are going planning to buying this buy this game, thinking, oh, hey, it's finally a action RPG Dragon Quest, it is not that. This is an anime. Yeah, think of it as an anime tie-in game. Yes. It's got RPG-ish elements to it, and it's got like a roguelike mode that reportedly is like the best thing in the game. Uh, But it's Mm. relatively simple action, fun, colorful. It's a way to relive your favorite anime episodes. Yes. Uh, And as someone who has not seen a minute of the anime and who got the first volume of the manga on the cheap but has done nothing but look at it yet um, <laughs> yeah it's fun you you don't need to know the anime or anything if you just want like a simple tacky slashy dragon quest thing uh, it's fine you could probably even hmm. skip some of the story sequences and just play the action and it's fine uh just do not purchase it thinking you're buying finally the action RPG Dragon Quest. It's not finally, that. the original version of Dragon Quest Nine available yes. for me to purchase. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it seems fine. It, it probably does its job. It's, and it actually makes me want to check out the, the anime at some point. So, yeah, seems fine. that means it's done what it was meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> seems totally fine. As far as I've read, East 10 has a good reception in Japan. Sounds like Falcom took the complaints about East 9 seriously. I didn't know that East 9 had a bad reception. <laughs> what complaints? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I'm out of the loop on what people disliked about East yeah. 9. So. I'm excited for East 10. Yeah, looks nice. Uh, and I imagine it'll probably run better on Switch than East 9. was. It was fine. A little rough. I mean, this was this was built within within Falcom. They would have been at least in part tuning the game to make sure that it doesn't run like absolute trash. So, yeah. like uh, as opposed to the people developing the East Nine port, who did the best job that they could, but they were having to work with a game that yeah was uh, not on their technology and was you know not built with any sort of switch compatibility in yeah. mind. I was going to import East 10 just to poke around with, but I decided I have enough Falcom already, so I can't it's canceled that. Kind of, yeah. I think you have like East Memoir as well. <laughs> that needs to get an English release with a quick nut because that's a. I, I don't think it will, but it needs to. Because <laughs> I want, I want the version of East Oath and Falcon on my Switch that has a whole bunch of soundtracks in it. Oh yes, I have that. It's, it's good. Yeah. Um, 
Other than that, just more Dragon Quest Z. Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest Z, my god. Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot. <laughs> very good, and I still have spent very little time playing as Kakarot. <laughs> gotta earn being Kakarot. <laughs> Which, again, I don't care about. I just find it funny. Reminds me when they uh, when they did Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku, and then Legacy of Goku 2, and Goku's dead at the end of Legacy of Goku 2. <laughs> Yeah. I, also, yeah, I don't they, mind. They couldn't call. I'm a big Gohan stan, anyway. That's why yeah, I like, he's my preference as well. That's why I like the new movie so much. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see. Like, yeah, it was, it's nice to see them give like some focus to Gohan and Piccolo, which who doesn't yeah. get a lot of uh, also, play either. One of my favorite characters. Oh man, I love I love the way that Piccolo slides into being like the babysitter. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's so fun. <laughs> Like, I don't and just do like this. the babysitter, okay, <laughs> the babysitter has to occasionally remind you that he considers himself to be literally the devil. Really want to know? I don't want any more of these cute plushes. I have enough already. <laughs> yeah, I think that they'd be that they'd be benefited by doing another movie like Superhero that highlights some of the cast yeah. that gets left by the wayside. I just also love in that movie the ridiculous things Balma wishes for with the Dragon Balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that makes perfect sense. That's absolutely what she would do. Yes. Yeah. So how many good guys die in Dragon Ball anyway? Um, all of them? Do you mean die and once? stay dead? Do you mean die and stay dead or just die? The entire Earth gets destroyed at least once. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes, I was looking at some characters in Dragon Ball Wiki, and they all had, like, death dates, and it took me a while to realize, oh, I think they, they just have that there from, from when the Earth exploded, and then they rewound. <laughs> Die and Stay Dead, dead. Almost, Die and Stay Dead is almost no one. Like, it's basically Goku's grandpa. Yeah. Uh... Like, like, even ones that are formatively, like, their backstories are, their deaths are formative. Like, you can go back and look at, like, Bardock, and then if you go deep into, like, the fucking, like, weeds of the canon, it's like, oh, there's an episode of Bardock that reveals that he didn't die, he got sent back in fucking time. <laughs> and I'm not sure how canon that is, but it's real fucking dumb. <laughs> even with, with what I'm watching now, it's like, oh, these universes are getting erased. It's like... They're gonna come back. back. <laughs> don't 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 do this. I know you're gonna bring them back. You're building all these storylines with the Saiyans from the other universe, and you're gonna tell me they're not gonna come back, please. There, there's a philosophical argument to be made that future Trunks' timeline is is gone forever. Oh yes, at least one version of it. Yes. Yeah, like you, you can make a philosophical argument about whether the recreated version counts as the same thing or if it's just a whole bunch of. I don't think it does. Yeah, I personally so would not dark. consider it to be the same. It's a little fucked up. Yeah. Well, because even at the end of that timeline, isn't there another one of the? There's another one of those rings with the mm -hmm. the Supreme Kai, right? Pretty sure. So, yeah, that's a little effed up, actually. And people telling me that Dragon Ball is way better than an American comic book. It is because they don't pretend like they're going to stay dead. 
Yeah, it's, like, but I feel if, like part of drama is pretending it'll stay dead. Yeah. Really? Blood? But that's impossible. That little brat's blood. I don't know. It's it's also a universe where you know there's mystical balls they can collect to grant wishes. So I feel like you kind of have to expect things like that. I've changed my mind. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that like part of I feel like part of drama it's just even when something is technically undercut, you just have to let it be that like okay, but that hasn't been solved yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean like sometimes the characters die and it's like okay. Well, now they have to go on a quest to try and bring them back. Bring them back. Like Piccolo dies, and then they have to go to Namek and try and get the Dragon Balls there. Well put, young man. Stuff <laughs> like that. Better myself. You must be die. But yeah, somebody uh, got to dig into a Marin comic influence in manga. It's uh, it's interesting. You can like. There's there's a lot of like cultural exchange back and forth over time. Yeah. But I hate King Claremont. Con. God loves me. Kills is pretty good. I'm beginning to meh. <laughs> Not here for the old X Men. <laughs> uh, I mean, I picked up started X Men in the '90s. I don't think that was Claremont. I don't. I don't remember. Whoever was writing the ones that Jim Lee was drawing. I'm gonna have to look this up. Do you have any idea? Which one? Huh? Who? I like. I don't think I actually read a lot of Chris, Chris Claremont X Men. Isn't he did the future past era? Yeah, I didn't read that in that era. It was after that. Hmm. Like X-Men number one with the, the Jim Lee art is kind of where I actually started reading X-Men. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. after that. Yeah, in, in general, I think like Claremont's heyday is like 80s X-Men. Yeah, it's that. It's... Yeah. Yeah, Chris Claremont, John Byrne era is kind of like the, the famous one and that's like again, to bring up Days of Future Past, that's a nineteen eighty one comic. Oh jeez. This is so hard to find who the author was. Like looking at actual covers, trying to find the names on it, because I can't seem to Google it. Chris Claremont and Jim Lee Omnibus. Okay, maybe it was Chris Claremont then. Mm -hmm. He was on there for quite a long while. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sick of people constantly talking about him. Uh, he's uh, he's very much a guy with a specific kind of thing he wants to do, and like that's really exciting when you first see it, and then you see it five more times, and it's like, okay, I see, I see where this is going. Yeah, whatever. Enjoy X Men on Mars. Maybe you don't, but I do. And also the storyline, the st stuff they're doing right now is really good. 
Highly, hi, highly recommend Uncanny Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which is just night. Yes, is just Nightcrawler going around in a Spider-Man. <laughs> which is also fun. I mean, Nightcrawler is really, always fun. Yes, it's it's. I, I'm not sure how serious I'm supposed to take it, but it's great. I highly recommend it. It's a really good cover. <laughs> Yeah, and people should check it out because I think it's only a limited series anyway, which sucks. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, <laughs> and yeah, looking up God Loved Man's Kills—that's a 1982 issue. <laughs> got, I got or a comics preview thing today, and on the back mm-hmm. was a preview for the next Ghost Spider miniseries. Oh uh-huh, yeah, hopefully it's good. It doesn't look good. Oh, <laughs> it's like uh-huh. Ghost Ghost Spider Smash. Ghost Spider on Why? tour or something, and just like that's a really uh, weird hack to take there. Uh, maybe it's Ghost Spider's band goes on tour, which could be cool. Yeah, that that would at least make sense. But just give me, I demand my monthly Ghost Spider series. Give it to me. There really is no reason to not just have this running. It's you have like you always are thirsting for new ways to sell Spider-Man. Yeah, this is a Spider-Man that can sell to audiences that you know might not want all of the baggage that Peter has at this stage. Yeah, like you know, Silk gets like a limited series once a year. I can kind of understand that. It's a much smaller character. Didn't Uh, just uh, essentially take the deuteragonist role of a movie that made 500 million (laughs) dollars yeah like it is it is leaving money on the table to not be you know making use of this character who is suddenly very very huge it would be like (laughs) if they actually killed off miss marvel and left her dead right before the movie she and she's in came out yeah has she been restored yet yes Okay, thought so. Very, very. <laughs> in the same week, I read a Spider-Man issue where uh, Peter and Norman Osborn are like talking, are like mourning her death and ta- sharing like stories about how cool weirdest she was. fucking pair of people. <laughs> it, 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 it is. I'm sure it makes sense in context. It is because uh, there was this whole weird storyline that basically his sins get taken away and he's. T- no longer affected by the goblin serum he's no longer evil Mm. so he's a good guy now i'm sure that'll last (laughs) well i thought they were about to (laughs) funny story i thought they they were building to a storyline where that wasn't going to last and then um craven with a spear imbued with said sins instead stabs spider-man craven again yes fucking craven (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to deal with fucking anyway uh, are you excited to see Craven and Spider-Man 2 I'm not even sure if I'm trolling I can't remember if they announced him yes they did <laughs> he does fit the Venom storyline though yeah no they, they showed him in trailers He's hunt, but he's not at least not yet hunting Venom he's hunting the lizard oh I mean obviously you don't start with him hunting Venom yeah I don't know. I, okay, I should end this comic book tangent. Um, yeah, we, we will briefly point out that uh, there's going to be a couple week hiatus on the podcast uh, at the end of October, beginning of November. Uh, 
I'm going to be on vacation. <laughs> uh, uh, there will be no regular Kune quest. I may do those weeks. I may do some random uh, yeah, streams. There might be a stream, maybe a side quest if you get real ambition, ambitious, yeah. but... Uh, there will no be, regular. Uh, and that means Joe and I will be taking over those Sunday Night Shenanigans playing whatever the fuck. Play Caveman Ninja. No! <laughs> Joe and Mike Caveman Ninja. No, please. Think please, about how good that God, is. No, no. Think about yeah. how good that is. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Joe and Mike 2, Lost in the Tropics. Please, no. <laughs> it's on Switch no, Online. Didn't you we have try to pay it? for it. Didn't we try that already? <laughs> do, no. it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Joe and Mike Caveman Ninja. Fine. <laughs> We'll uh, see. Yeah. Animal Farm, but with spider ham. Uh, okay, Fire Miner. I'm not. I'm not ready to contemplate that. Uh, because it would also require admitting the existence of humans into the spider ham universe. I don't feel like that's real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let me just flip through my comics, see if there's anything else I want to talk about. Oh, I haven't read it yet, but Flash is back, and it is Wally West. So, hell yeah. Go, pick that up, people. Can we get a nice big open world uh, Flash game before AAA games ex uh, implode upon themselves? Uh, yes, please. Can uh, someone just revive that Bottle Rocket game from like 2010 that looked really good? Uh, I have to do that every time uh, that yes, the Flash comes out. I'm looking forward to reading this Ultimate Invasion number four because it's not at all what I expected in the best possible way, and I have no fucking idea what's going to be in this issue. When are they bringing back the Ultimate Universe? I don't know if they are, because I don't know what this storyline involves. Like, the evil Reed Richards is, like, takes over some world and keeps going back in time and changing things. And it's, like, it's fucked up. Evil Reed Richards is one of those things that, like, they, they always want to do it, but they know they can never do it with 616 Reed Richards. So they had to they had to keep Ultimate Reed Richards around so they could always just do, like, what if Reed Richards but evil? Yeah, he's so cool as a villain. He worked well. Yeah, I'll have a report next week on what the fuck happens in that. Because I thought it was just going to be, oh, the, the Ultimate Universe is back, and they invade... Six one six and what's the. Oh, that's not at all what it is in the best possible way. Okay, enough about comics. <laughs> Video games. Sure. What have you been playing, Joe? Wait, it have to be okay. Um, still playing lots of Sega games for Sega Timber. Sega. So. I did play Radiant Silver Gun on Saturday night, and it was fine. It, it's a good game. It's just brutally hard. So, yeah. And then uh, I did some Sonic Generations on Tuesday night, and then I didn't feel like streaming yesterday, so then today I did a quick Sonic Frontiers stream. No camera, no microphone. But... It was fine. I just beat the still third need to pick up island. Frontiers. It seems good. It's very good. I I like it a lot. I just beat the third island, um, and now I'm in a forest somewhere. So I, it's neat. Um, 
So there's that. And then uh, Wheels came over today. We hung out for about two hours or so. Right. So we did um, we did some Dragon's Crowns. So he brought over his Vita so that he could get to the point where it lets you do online. And then we did some two-player. So we might stream that on Shenanigans at some point. We'll see. We fought an evil bunny. Didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, so there's a boss in the game that it, it is the evil white bunny from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And it's insane. And late in the fight, it gets an insta-kill move. So it's ridiculous. <laughs> it just bites you in the neck and you die. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was fun. Yeah. And then and you don't get the holy hand grenade, but you do eventually get a box of bombs that you can throw at it. So a non-actionable box of bombs. Yeah. And they just uh but it's just funny, the whole fight takes place on just this pile of corpses that the bunny is. <laughs> so then, um, we played that, and then we did, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which actually has an RPG mode, that the story mode is, like, has quests and levels, and then you get stronger and get new weapons and stuff, but, um... We're playing on PS4, and I don't have any of the DLC characters, but then I found out that the sequel is coming out, like, in November, so no sense wasting money on those characters <laughs> anymore. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, he liked it. We were uh, pretty balanced, too. It's, uh, yeah, it's Arc System Works, but it's it's pretty, like, it's not too complicated, but it's not too simple either, so, I mean, it, it's pretty neat. <laughs> So we played a few rounds of that, and then we did a little bit of everybody's golf before he left. And remember, I was complaining about that, yeah, like last week. I was, I was thinking, like, like oh, I can see where this came from. Yeah, it's like 2017 when the last one came out. It's like, come on, Sony, you suck. Give me more golf, damn it. So we're playing that, and I'm getting ready for Disgaea 7. I jumped back into 5 and cleared Chapter 10, and then realized, oh shit, there's 16 chapters in this game. I'm never going to beat this. I told you. That is a long story. I know. Crazy. That game, um, I'm pretty sure my playtime was like 80 hours, which is more than Dragon Quest... Or, oh my god. Brain. <laughs> Disgaea 3 and Disgaea 4 put together. I know. Wild. Hmm. So I got to the part where you think that you've killed that annoying villain, uh, Majorita, and then, no, she just gets up and runs away. It's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> but wait, there's but more. Usalia, but Usalia forgave herself for because she thought her parents' death was like her fault, and it, it totally wasn't. Um, but so she came to terms with the death of her parents and then unlocked her overload power where she just goes berserk and like basically goes beast mode like literally and just knocks people out and it's crazy so, um so there was that and let me think i'm sure there were some other games in there oh yeah no i'm still working on blasphemous 2 so i jumped back into that and got past a very difficult boss that took about seven or eight tries so i think i was playing that on 
Maybe it was Monday night when I was playing that. I don't remember. I didn't stream it. It was either Sunday or Monday that I was playing it, but like... Yeah, so this boss that I got to, it's like there are these two platforms floating in the air. And on both sides of the screen, if you... If you hit the side of the screen, you come out the other side, right? And the, the boss is this puppet ghost thing that floats around and basically just keeps floating away from you as you're trying to jump and hit it and you can't fall. And and then it also kind of turns into like a bullet hell. So like it's just got these projectiles that like go across the screen and oh, it, it's wild. But it, it took me probably six or seven tries to beat it, but I did. So slowly making my way through Blasphemous 2 and I like it a lot. I think it's as good as the first one. Cool. Um, it's better in some ways. Yeah. A lot of people really like that um, game, so that's good to hear. Was yeah, that... you know, it's the thing is, is that the Game Kitchen, you know, the development team, they are based in Spain, and you can watch some like behind the scenes and and, and videos of them. But it's like, like, they're like interviewing this old woman, and I think she's like a custodian for the building or something like that i don't know what her actual job title is but this, this sweet old lady and i'm just sitting there the whole time watching this like holy crap like they, they this team designed like two of the goriest games i've ever played and they just seem like the nicest people in the world <laughs> in these interviews huh. and stuff <laughs> but no but actually if you go to their site though it's cool because i guess they from what i understand they do treat their employees well you know with uh, benefits and uh, paid leave and stuff, and of course things are different in Europe than they are here in the States, but seems like a, it would be a cool place to work if I spoke Spanish and lived in Spain and, and all that. Cool. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I yeah, really no. wished I could get into them. It's just a little too uh, gross for me. <laughs> yeah. You weren't expecting the Spanish Inquisition. Oh. <laughs> You're fired. Um... That's what the whole thing is. It's just, it's all rooted in all the horrible Catholic stuff with the, uh, I don't know what it is. It's all Spanish Inquisition type stuff. It's crazy. But let's see. So I didn't beat it yet. Oh, and then I jumped back into the Street Fighter VI World Tour mode because I, I opened it up just to check out the new character. And she's really cool, by the way. So she's like mm -hmm. Fang, but with just more mobility, and she poisons you. And no, so she's mm -hmm. Fang's disciple. Yeah, which is why her name is also styled the same way. Yeah. Um, but she kind of just her movement and stuff kind of reminds me of Jury, but she's also kind of a zoner too. So. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what you have to be when you're saying it's based around poison. Like you want to poison people and kind of not be in a place where they can hit you and remove it. Exactly. Yeah. So if she gets hit, then they stop getting poison damage. So you have to you got to hit them and then just kind of slither away. But she's got some fun stuff she can do. Um, so I was able to use my rental token to try her out for an hour and. Um, that, that's when I, I, I put a little rant on Discord where I was complaining about how, like, you can't just buy characters outright in Street Fighter Six. You have to buy the stupid fight coins. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it costs $5 to get 250 coins. But the two characters each cost 350 coins. <laughs> so it's like, it's just stupid. Like, you can't just buy the character. You can't just buy the exact number of coins you need. 
you know. Um, That's always wins. Yeah, basically. So, what I would like to do is maybe wait and see if just the $30 character pass goes on sale. Um, I expect it probably will after all four characters come out. And at least we know who the other two are now. We know it's Ed and Akuma. Yeah, um, I suspect that you'll see a sale on that when they're hyping up the second character pass. Who is Ed? Ed was the uh, psycho-powered boxer that was a like protege of Balrog. Yeah. Oh, cool. He's a huge we piece of shit. We got our ass him a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until you see the price He's for not. the TNT skins. Oh, we've seen Fire Runner. We've seen. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. For us. Was not interested in those. Um. So, after uh, not purchasing either character Rashid or Aki, I said, let's just jump back into World Tour mode. And let's say, World Tour mode is fucking long. And it's like, I, I often complain that fighting games don't have enough story content, if, if they have any at mm. all. But this is like, I'm like, I, I've been playing this for 10 hours. It's like, I kind of just want to beat it. Like... I'm just so I, I'm getting tired of the random encounters because everywhere you go, people want to kill you in that game. Just and, like real life. Yeah, and it's like it's like so I'm level like thirty something now, and these like level tens will still attack me on sight, and I got to fight five or six of them, and they go down pretty quick. But I'm just like, God damn it! Like, just let me beat it. So hoping to get the ending that. of that game is fucking wild for the record. Really? Okay. So I'm hoping to get through that. I mean, I'm sk at this point, I'm just skipping this, the uh, side quests and most of the dialogue. Um, yeah, so I'm just trying to get through that. Um, let's see. And, and next month, I'm going to be doing a lot of horror games, so I'll, I will probably pick up that Separate Ways DLC for RE4 Remake. I hear it's quite fair. good. <laughs> yeah, ten bucks for like five hours or four or five hours of extra content. It's like that sounds good. Hmm. So, and then I think they added Ada to the mercenaries mode as well. Yeah, I think they showed like Ada and maybe Wester or something. <laughs> yeah, I think they're both in there now. So I'd like to go back in there, try and get some high scores. Um, and yeah, and the bonus for getting all of the top ranks is like you get like Leon's RE2 outfit. Okay. Just <laughs> That's neat. So, what else have I been playing? Hold on. Um, well, so since yeah, yeah. So just in the past week, that's that's really all it's been. Then now that I'm thinking about it, mm -hmm. um, like I played a little bit of Xenoblade Three on Sunday after we finished up with Pokemon. I jumped on that for like 20 minutes and. I'd like to definitely dump more time into there. Um, and of course, I'm finding out that Sonic Superstars and Mario Wonder come out like at the same time, like three days apart. Oh, so does Spider-Man 2. And I think yeah, it's Assassin's it. Creed Mirage. And I'm hoping to get my copy of Disguise 7 in the mail any day now. Yeah, I think I'm like, honestly uh, going to have to pass on Sonic Superstars for the first month. I'm going to defeat the well, I might want to see reviews first, to be honest with you. Like, I know it got the Christian Whitehead seal of approval already, but... I don't know. I feel like I don't need to pre-order that one. Maybe I should wait and just make sure it's not terrible. We'll see. Master, don't go! You can't leave me! Master! 
But yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, video games keep on trucking. Uh, well, you got anything lined up for your first horror stream? Um, I didn't plan a schedule yet, no, but it's... Uh... If you want to transition smoothly out of Sega Timber, you could do uh, fucking Deep Fear. <laughs> Deep Fear? That was the... That's a really cool game. Uh, Deep Fear is a Resident Evil knockoff on like a submarine uh, that was produced by Rieko Kodama. Oh. That actually sounds cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think Deep Fear is actually quite good, but uh, not Deep Fear. I think Enemy Zero is actually quite good, but it's also an extremely mean, frustrating game. Yes. That is a game that... Uh, wow, a Saturn that, game. Yeah, the Enemy Zero, however, is a game that uh, uh, punishes you for loading the game. <laughs> okay. Like, you have a certain amount of, like, charge uh in your like voice recorder or whatever that represents the save system and it goes down when you save and it goes down when you load just <laughs> really really fucked up uh, interesting all right that's yeah be something yeah deep fear is a pretty neat little game uh, um, as far as i can tell it emulates pretty well um well, when I first did my spooky Hallow stream event, that was uh, two years ago now. Jeez, mm -hmm. um, I did. There was a big focus on Castlevania Bloodlines and Splatterhouse. I seem to recall, and those are both Genesis um, two and so three. Me, I, I don't know if I want to play those again, but yeah, maybe maybe I'll do like Castlevania Bloodlines and see if I can get past like the third level. <laughs> that game's so fucking hard, and having it have. Yeah. Limited continues is just monstrous. Yeah, so that's something I'm considering. And then, you know, so last year I did Resident Evil 1 remake as Jill, and then RE2 remake as Claire. And then I remember doing the Resident Evil 8 DLC. And yeah, the, and, yeah. And, the, and the Mercenaries mode they added to that. So that was fun, but... Like, so I, I, I absolutely want to do Resident Evil, but I'm thinking, let's do the ones I didn't do last year, so... So guns or just Yeah, or just do the other scenario. So I'm, what I'm debating right now is, do I want to do the original Resident Evil director's cut as Chris, or do I want to do RE1 remake as Chris, or do I want to just not do that one again? But what happened was the other day, um, I, apparently I did get a copy of RE1 remake on Xbox through Gold, Mm -hmm. So I jumped in there just thinking, oh, let me just practice. I'll just do um, a Chris knife-only run on easy. How hard could it be? And the and I got killed by the first zombie. It's like, yeah, that's really hard. <laughs> and that's when I looked. And then that's when the achievement popped for die for the first time. I'm like, really? And that's when I looked at my achievement list. And apparently I had already played through the game on very easy as Chris knife-only and didn't die and didn't save. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, then. So that's, that's neat, but it's like, well, I don't know if I want to do that one again. I might do Zero, but every time I try to play Zero, man, as soon as I get past the, the train Zero's part, just it's really like, bad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like that first part on the train, and you've got that Scorpion boss it's or whatever. It's a strong set piece, and then like, the entire rest of the game is a letdown. 
Yeah, it's like every time I get off the train, I'm just like, oh yeah, this sucks. Like everything that sucks oh. about the game kind of crashes into you in the training facility because like that's when it becomes a problem that the inventory management sucks. Because there's yeah. no place to centrally put stuff. So what inevitably ends up happening is that you just ferry all of that shit into the middle of the training facility and you can't actually do anything with it because actually accessing any of it is a huge pain in the ass. But yep. you still have it all there. So it's like just, okay, I need to get this one specific thing. I can't because it's surrounded by a million other things and I keep accidentally hitting the wrong hotspot and picking up a red herb. God damn it. Or, Sorry, that was my experience like, in Very Zero. <laughs> how about like, oh, I don't think I'll ever need this stupid hook shot again. Oh god, they love forcing you to keep carrying the goddamn hook shot, and then like <laughs> forcing you to find where you dropped it and pick it back yep. up again. Yep. <sighs> and and then sometimes they like to spawn new enemies in old rooms, so you do some backtracking and you get punished just trying to get back to the stupid room where you left whatever item you need. Yeah. So and the monster I, design I recall... is also really bad. <laughs> Like, I recall thinking it was a great game when I got it, when I first played it on GameCube, and that was because I didn't have a PlayStation. You know, I, I got the any GameCube. Any of the other ones you could play. <laughs> right. I got the GameCube, and it was like, oh, cool, I finally get to own a Resident Evil game. I don't have to go to a, someone else's house to play it. And it was like, I don't know, I, I remember it being good like 20 years ago, but now it's like, God, I can't fucking play this. It's, it's especially... Uh, it's especially galling because it came out like nine months after Resident Evil Remake, and Resident Evil Remake is spectacular. Yeah. And then you play Zero, which looks so much like a remake, and it's so very much worse in every way. <laughs> I'm glad I never played Zero. Yeah, it's, it's not very good. It also has really, really bad monster design because they don't really have any ideas other than animal. Different animal. <laughs> like... What if T-Virus monkeys? What if T-Virus bats? What if no, T-Virus no, frog? No. T-Virus -virus... frog? Yeah. Yeah. This sounds terrifying. And, and it can, it can insta-kill you, too. Yeah, it can, it, it's basically the T-Virus frog is a punishment for ha running around as one character too much, because like it can latch on to you uh, and drag you in for an insta-kill. But even shooting in its general direction will cause it to run away in fear. Yep. And so, like, the character who's been latched onto, they can't do anything. But if you have the other character, you, it's an instantly solved problem. It is just there to punish you for uh, only running around as one character for too long. It's very yep. stupid. Yep. So, and then the uh, the stupid leech monsters that you, you're you supposed to instinctively know are weak to fire. And that's why they give you the Molotov ingredients. And of course, so you got to find the bottles. Hugely inconvenient. You got to find the bottles and the gasoline, but you can only make three at a time. And oh god. <laughs> yeah. Also, like the good weapons, like the shotgun, all take like two fucking slots of your twelve total. Yep. <sighs> so yeah, that's not very good. Might might want to skip that one for streaming, but then um. So, Unless you stream like the uh, weird Wesker mode. I, well, you don't. The problem is you have to beat the game to unlock it. Yeah, think, right? it's like actually doing that. It's a huge pain in the ass. So. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking Revelations, though. I might want to play oh, through that, that game's again. Really good. That was fun. Yeah, that's a fun one. I have that on PS4. Yeah. Um. And then Both I think I want to try and great. do. I might want to do seven because I haven't done that in a few years. 
Yeah, that one's great. We've, we got wheels through that eventually. <laughs> we did. Eventually, yeah. so... Now, the thing that's fucked up about fun. 7, though... Like, 7, like, on Xbox, it is a Play Anywhere title, so I mm -hmm. did end up buying the digital copy, so I got it on Xbox and PC, but the Windows Store version never got the updates for, like, with ray tracing and higher frame rates and stuff. Oh, for some stupid ass reason like you only the steam version yeah only the steam version and the xbox and ps5 versions got the update it was like okay that's weird um, oh yeah wait else what are we looking like looking like for time oh the time went off a while oh. ago so whenever you want to start wrapping up oh it's 12, it's 12 51 where i am yes um yeah we're just gushing about resident evil like we tend to do but Definitely expect some Resident Evil streams from me next month at some point, and along with yeah, you um, remind them where you can see them. <laughs> other horror games. Oh yes, uh, Twitch.tv slash Smokin Joe Gamer, and also check out YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Um, so it seems like recently a lot of my streams. Um, I didn't get really any viewers on Twitch, but then when I sent them over to YouTube, I got a bunch of views there. So it's like, okay. Well, something at least. You know, as long as I get something somewhere, I guess I can motivate myself to keep trying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I told you, I'll say here again on the stream, I think like the audience for retro games is probably more on YouTube than it is on Twitch, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I'd believe it. Well, on uh, Twitch, you gotta play fucking Fortnite or pod or you know you just lie to them like and that. say that radiant silver gun is fortnite <laughs> i'm playing a new mod it's great <laughs> this is the uh bullet hell mod for fortnite <laughs> yes <laughs> hmm. there's another guy he's making all these bosses in front of me <laughs> you can't see him he's not streaming his perspective uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, those games you mentioned, though, those do look cool. Enemy Zero and Deep Fear. I have never heard of those games before, but they look really cool. I want to bring up something about Enemy Zero before we sign off, because it's the the late, great Kenji Ino, who sadly died about 10 years back, uh, who uh, was the lead on Enemy Zero. Uh, prior to that, he had made a weird little FMV adventure game called D... Uh, also yes. known as, like, I forget what the Japanese full title was, but it was, like, Deed's Dinner Table. But, uh, like, he fucking announced that as a Saturn exclusive at a Sony-funded event. <laughs> like, as the background behind him morphed a PlayStation logo into a Saturn logo. Yeah, yeah, I remember you told us this story. Yeah, um, I never, I heard of the game. I never played it though. But yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a neat little, it's it's a neat weird little thing. I remember Kenji Ino left the industry for about ten years prior to his death. He was just getting back into the industry when he, uh, when he died. But uh, the reasoning behind why he had left the industry was that after D two for the Dreamcast, he felt that his games had become too conventional. <laughs> <laughs> and that he was, he, he didn't want to keep making games if they weren't going to be weird as shit. So, <laughs> okay. Much love for Kenji, you know. R.I.P. Um, 
Well, after dark, all kinds yeah, of so start prowling the area looking for Let's, uh, let's hit one more thing before we close up shop. What are some of the funniest ways to die in a video game besides dysentery? I'm pulling one from the question list. Hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of them end up being like stupid things in weird old adventure games. Uh, shit like getting kissed by the alien in Space Quest. That sort of thing. Getting eaten then, by a Gru. <laughs> Stars are likely to be eaten by a Gru. Uh, oh, oh, there's the... There's the fucking part in Beavis and Butthead virtual stupidity where you can get shot with a shotgun. Oh, we didn't talk which about, is mostly funny for being extremely weird. We didn't talk about Hideki Kamiya leaving Platinum Fire Miner. Yeah, that feels wild. Yeah, I don't know what mm -hmm. happened there. Yeah, I don't know what it means for the project he was spearheading, uh, Project DG, which is going to be some sort of Ultraman homage. But... God, there's a... Oh yeah, there's also a death in Beavis and Butthead Virtual Stupidity where you can launch a nuke. It's an extremely strange thing to see. That's weird. <laughs> Got Beavis and Butthead on the brain, I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like other like particularly outlandish uh, death conditions. Oh, well, um, just thinking about um, I so I just did a Google search funny deaths in video games, and I'm reminded of the um, anytime a giant kills you in Skyrim, and you just get mm. like, especially when the game first came out, and it would just launch you up in the air so high that like you, you, basically you had to like quit out of the game because. Your, the physics were so and the gravity were so busted you just got launched up in the atmosphere and never came back down I was a big fan of uh, or I won't say I was a big fan of this but it sticks in my brain there was a I remember playing the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy text adventure game uh, back when I was like 10 first reading the book and that game is viciously cruelly unfair for no real reason other than Douglas Adams thought it was funny. Uh, and I remember one of the first things that happens is like, as expected, like a demolition crew comes to destroy Arthur Dent's house. And if you don't lay down in front of them uh, and just walk away, uh, a few like quote-unquote turns later, because that's how text adventures work, uh, a brick would just come flying from your demolished house and smack you in the head, killing you instantly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stupid. The game is just full of that shit. Uh, there's also a puzzle in that game that relies on you selecting the unusual verb uh, enjoy Vogon poetry. Which, uh, that's... The text adventures were very fond of uh, doing that shit where it's just like, here's a fucking. <laughs> here's a verb that never gets used in any other context. Uh, if you try to use enjoy on any other thing, the game will usually tell you that it's not that kind of game. <laughs> uh, God, there's some other. There's, there's some other weird shit uh, in that game that's pretty funny. Uh, the, it's just the game being cruel. There's a... If you don't feed a dog a cheese sandwich at the beginning of the game, the game becomes unwinnable very near its end. Oh. 
that's evil. Uh, yeah, it's it's full of that shit. Uh, they were there was a sequel for that plan based on Restaurant at the End of the Universe that uh, they uh, we it never got released. There's a design document for it that leaked, but one of the pranks they intended to play on the player was the like the old text adventure games. They're points based. Like you get points for solving a puzzle and not just solving it, but solving it correctly. There was going to be a puzzle that if you solved it and it was necessary to get all the points, it would make another puzzle that you needed to solve to finish the game unwinnable. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> it's just to fuck with you. Uh, but yeah. Well, I know well, I've, old... I've mentioned oh. it before, but the um, right at the start of Pillars of Eternity 2, when the... When Bereth, the, the goddess, um, gives you the task that you're supposed to do for the game, you can just mm -hmm. be like, no, I don't feel like doing that, and then you get reincarnated as, as a uh, wolf. Yeah. Game I remember... Leisure Suit Larry 2 has some really stupid deaths that are kind of funny. Uh, there's one where like you get stranded on a raft after a ship goes down, Okay. And one of the things that you potentially have in your inventory is, like, this spinach dip. And if you don't throw it out of your inventory beforehand, like, it's rancid, Larry will eat it and then get, like, fucking salmonella and die. Oh. There's no way to stop him from eating if it's in your inventory. You have to deliberately throw it out before getting on the raft. Okay. Wow. Uh, I think I remember a good one. Uh... The Adventure Game Quest for Camelot by Sierra. Oh, that fucking thing. Yes. <laughs> I think if you don't, like, go to the church and put in a bunch of offerings, like, mm -hmm. there might be multiple ways you die, but I'm pretty sure one of them is when you try and leave the castle, like, the, the port call us drops on your head if you, <laughs> if you hadn't, haven't gone left an offering. There were some things in those games that, like, became infamous within the games themselves for just being obnoxious. Oh, there's a, there's a good one that's uh, like the only way to die in the original Secret of Monkey Island. Uh, there's a puzzle that like you get fucking tied to an anchor and dropped underneath a uh, lake. Uh, the guy brush earlier in the game has made it clear, oh, I can, I can hold my breath for 10 minutes. So you have 10 minutes to solve a puzzle. Uh, and, like, it's a really simple puzzle. Like, no one's ever going to not solve this. But if you sit there and wait for ten minutes, Guybrush will eventually die. And all of the verbs in the corner that are supposed to be, like, what you can do, they change from things like pick up, uh, talk to, uh, use, to, like, bloat, and <laughs> bob, and I believe one of them is order hint book. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> It's a good game. It's really good. Yeah. I remember once hearing an interview with Tim Schafer about uh, Secret of Monkey Island, where he was talking about uh, working out the a bunch of the dialogue, and they weren't sure what uh, the director, Ron Gilbert, wanted, so they were just sort of like throwing dialogue at each other that made them laugh. And you know he like they <laughs> he would come in and check it and he's like yeah you know he he seemed fine with it he wasn't telling them to do anything else but he, they were like waiting for him to say like okay I need you to 
do like X, Y, and Z. I need this, uh, the actual tone of the game to be X, Y, and Z. Eventually, like, they ask him, like, hey, what, what do you want us to do? And he's like, you're doing it. Like, this is the dialogue in the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, I need to get around to playing the new one. New, uh... Yeah, yeah. Return to Monkey Island. Uh, yeah. No, never forget a good uh, inspirational uh, quote that I once heard attributed to Tim Schafer that uh, creativity is not a resource that gets used up. It's a muscle that grows stronger with use. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. Wise words. Yeah. But did yeah. Did you guys see the? Um, did you guys get any of the, like the bad endings in, or, or joke endings in Disgaea Four? Oh, we've got. I did like, not. But I've heard of them. I've gotten a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, so like if you lose to a measle, you get any if you lose. There's certain chapters where if you lose, yeah, you get a funny ending and then it starts the game over. And it's like, oh. <laughs> start with the f the first game. Don't you get an ending if you yeah you can boss. You get an ending if you die to a bunch of the bosses in Disgaea yeah. One. That was a tradition. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, so I'm pretty zonked, So we're gonna start closing up. Uh, Sorry, we didn't get to the questions you left in the Discord yet, Fireminer. We will next week. Uh, but before we close, uh, a reminder that you can pick up uh, all the episodes that currently exist of Princesses of the Pizza Parlor on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited by searching for Michael Yarimizu, Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U. If you enjoy the thrill of vicarious tabletop campaigns but would like the people involved to actually grow and change over that course of uh, over that period of time you might uh, you might enjoy that more in literary form than on twitch so give that a look um well, fire miner is asking the break's not next week it's october right yeah it's october. it's in october it's, it's late october i will be my i leave on vacation on october 20th and I come back from vacation on like November fifth. Yes, it's perfectly timed because I will. You know, I will make sure that Wheels can take a break from reporting on his uh, RPG progress to play yes. Spider-Man. Yes, because I will be nothing to be doing nothing but playing through that game. Like I'm going to finish that game in the first week. Yeah, I fully expect to come back, and you're going to have opinions to say about how it was, and I'll be like, "Oh, I haven't picked it up yet. I should play it." <laughs> If you haven't heard me talk about the original game, like that game has some of the best Spider-Man writing ever. No joke. Mm -hmm. It's very places. strong, and it helps the Insomniac made their own Spider-Man universe rather than playing yes. in someone else's. But anyway, continue on. I don't know what the official Marvel designation is for the Spider-Man game universe, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So, so give Princesses of the Pizza Parlor a look. Uh, you can get that in ebook or print book formats. Uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, RP Gamer streams still exist. I know that there were, have been some issues in the past couple weeks, but there's there's always something to be found. And hey, there's a lot of archives. So give those a look. Uh, Hopefully, since Tam's uh, internet is up and running, you'll be able to check front of the show Tam's streams as well. Uh, as for, uh, and as we mentioned, go give uh, Joe's streams a look, or at the very least, check out the archives that are on YouTube. But 
Otherwise, uh, you can ask us questions. Normally, we answer them. We're very. It's, it's been a, it's, it's tired week, but uh. Pew! What the fuck? I'm not. Gonna <laughs> ask. Uh, I'm, I'm finishing my spiel. This is dumb and okay. I'm I'm finishing my spiel. You can have it out with Pew afterwards. Being you can ask us questions in the Discord, like Fireminer, or you can ask us in the chat, like Fireminer, if you catch us when we stream the show. That happens at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, every Thursday, and then the corresponding show shenanigans at the same time, but on Sunday. Uh, we just sort of play whatever on shenanigans. Recently, it's been a lot of Pokemon. Hopefully, uh, Wheels' internet doesn't explode this week and we get back to that. Uh, we might do some Street Fighter as well, since there was a new character, but, uh, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, and, oh yeah, you can ask us questions in the comments section under this very episode. Uh, I looked, I didn't think I saw any this week, and we haven't had, uh, any there for a while, but it's always an option if that's what you prefer. We're always happy to hear it. But otherwise, I think that wraps us up, so see you, Space Cowboys. See ya. See ya.